Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. Get ready for an enlightening conversation that will nurture your soul and help you live your best life. Now, here's your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show. I am your host, Dr. Vicki Johnson, here on 96.3 HD4 and DC Radio.gov. Here on the Soul Wealth Radio Show, we have wealthy conversations that nurture the soul. And all of these conversations are incredible. My guests are insightful, informative, inspiring. And today I am super excited to have another incredible soul with us. She is a tenured associate professor in the Department of Strategic Legal and Management Communication at Howard University. She has assumed several leadership positions in the department and university-wide, such as assistant department chair, lead professor for the advertising and public relations division, and the president of the university's strategic initiative team. Academically, she teaches advertising, research, and strategic communications courses, and has an eclectic background as an advertising practitioner with over 25 years of experience. She began her career at the tender age of 17 at WHUR FM radio station in Washington, D.C., writing commercials and selling syndicated radio programs. She's also worked for top-rated TV and radio stations, including NBC and ABC-owned and affiliated stations. Additionally, in New York, she worked at Ogilvy & Mather in network TV buying, and performed special projects for ABC Network Sales and CBS Network Marketing Departments. She enjoyed a successful 14-year career at the Washington Post newspaper and managed the largest revenue in the entire company of $160 million. She also accompanied former Washington Post owner Catherine Graham on Warren Buffett's debt to meet with high-profile clients and created and facilitated training for the multi-million dollar advertising department. She is currently completing her doctoral studies at Howard University in development and social psychology and has a passion for working with the 50 plus age group. She has experience in counseling and life coaching and her goal is to help persons 50 plus to live healthier and more fulfilling lives. She is the mother of two beautiful adult daughters And her youngest daughter recently obtained her master's degree and is a six-time published award-winning poet. My guest has studied many forms of dance since the age of five and is a member of the First Baptist Church of Glen Arden, where she is an active member of the dance ministry's praise and worship team. And she teaches nine to 12-year-olds liturgical dance. Spiritually, she believes that at the dynamic age of 57, God still has work for her to do. And her favorite scripture and one that she lives by is Philippians 3. Philippians 3. Now y'all go look up Philippians chapter 3 verses 13 or 14. Welcome to the Soul Wealth Radio Show. My sister, my line sister, my friend, the beautiful, the amazing Professor Cheryl Johnson. How are you today, line sister? 
I'm so good, line sister. Thank you. I just feel blessed to be here with you on your radio show and just congratulations to your success and God giving you this venue and the voice to do good out there in the world. So thank you for having me today. So excited to have you here. Carol, what was your experience listening to me read your bio? What were you thinking? How did that feel? What was what was going on for you as you were listening to me read back to you some of your accomplishments and your greatness? Well, to be very candid, Vicki, and my students know this too, because I've been known to do this in class. There are tears in my eyes right now. Just feel so blessed and thankful. And I think what got me the worst, I mean, the best or whatever, when you started, when you read at the dynamic age of 57, my eyes just welled up with tears because I've made it this far. Mm-hmm. Been through COVID and a lot of people didn't make it. My mentor didn't make it. Who started me at WHUR, Patrick Ellis, who died um, who's of COVID and who this past July, lot July a year ago, and who mm-hmm. really, a lot of us are start in media. And it's ironic that your platform is on WHUR and WHUR is where I started in high school. So I guess to answer that question, I'm just thanking the Lord, you know, for being able to have those opportunities. And quite frankly, you know, Howard University has been a big part of that. I know. H-U, you know. You know. (laughs) Yes, she is also a graduate of Howard University. So, well, family, my guest today is an associate professor, tenured associate professor at Howard and a graduate of Howard University and my line sister in Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Listen, what what are your core values? Who are you at your core? I would say at my core, my core values are my spirituality. Mm-hmm. That's that's first and foremost. And I look to the Lord for leadership and my purpose. And in that scripture, Philippians 3, 13, 14, where it says, brethren, I count not myself to have apprehended, but this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind and reaching forward to those things which are before I press towards the mark of the high calling of God in Christ Jesus. That's one of the highest core values that I have is my my spirituality. Uh-huh. And, um, go ahead. No, go ahead. No, and I was going to also say that um, another core value of mine, and I don't know if, if how to really put this into words, but is being being friendly, Vicky. Being the type of person that when you step into a room, you're the you're a light. You don't detract from the energy. You add to the energy, and you make people feel good when you left. So I really work on my relationships with people. I honor my relationships. I have some of the best relationships, um, male and female, and people that I've even known since the age of three. And I remember when I was going through divorce of my daughter's father, my youngest daughter said to me, mom, in, in the darkest times that we were facing, mom, you have the best friends. And I have never gotten that. And I said, if this horrific experience doesn't show anything, it shows how people can rally around you because of what you've poured into them too, you know? Yes, yes. 
underestimate people in your life and your friends and being friendly and how the Bible talks about friendship and also show, being friendly because in order to have friends, you have, you have to give and pour out yourself. So good. I love that. And I I concur. I agree. That's accurate. Your spirituality, your affirming, nurturing, nourishing, friendly personality and soul self is what you exude. You've always been that way from from the time we met when we were students together, when we were line sisters together. I remember being in WHUR with you in the studio you know, when we were both students and, you know, Cheryl, I take the time to read your bio. I take the time to ask these questions because it is so important for us to affirm one another while we can still hear it, you know, and you took the time to become this person professionally and personally. And so it's my privilege really just to highlight you and shine a light on you and to give you what I like to call this affirmation bath. And to say thank you for not quitting because like so many others, you know, you have endured your own process and seasons of struggle and fire and all of those things. But you continue to rise like the phoenix, Cheryl, and then you come out and then you elevate and then you shine a light from a higher place and you are a light. And I just want to reflect that back to you. Just thank you for thank you, Vicky. being who you are and for your resilience and for your willingness to shine because you can keep all of that shine to yourself and say, let me just keep my awesome to myself. But you don't do that even where you are now. So who inspires you, Cheryl? Where do you glean your inspiration or who and what inspires you? Mm. Um, that's a that's an easy question. Um, my mom was a big role model, Vicky. It's so funny. Um, one of our classmates who takes pictures, Shana, said, "Do you remember this picture that your mom? We were at the kitty ball or something. You all were online, and my mom was right there. We had on our white dresses. You remember <laughs> the white dresses? <laughs> but she, my mom, was 13 years old when she was admitted to Spelman." And she was two months shy of 14. She was an early childhood educator in the Washington area and an expert in the area was recognized by the Clinton administration when she passed. So her work ethic and her excellence, mm-hmm. caring for students, I didn't realize that it would be such a sponge for me. I didn't know that I would be here and end up being a professor. That was all God's work. But as a kid growing up in Prince George's County, Maryland, Mom teaching in Washington, D.C., we didn't have the same uh, holidays off. So she would take me to her school and often I would just sit and watch her. And one day my mouth was wide open when I watched how she facilitated the class without saying a word. She would play something on a piano. The students would stand up, push and walk to an area on the the floor where X's were sat down to get ready for circle time. I say that I, I get a lot from her, Vicki. She, she had multiple sclerosis for years. She had about a colon cancer, Alzheimer's. I saw a brilliant mind deteriorate in front of my eyes. Mm. 
I saw how she weathered the storms of her diseases. I saw when you witness someone with such a work ethic who says, okay, you finished your homework. Now you have to do my homework. She would give me extra homework. I get a lot from her. It was so, it would be difficult for me not to have absorbed that. So earthly, I would say, mom, definitely. The the Lord, the Lord has given me so much extra energy. He gives me more energy than most people. I thank him for that because there's so much um, that he's allowed me to do. How do you get that done? They probably say the same thing to you. You do so much in a short period of time. So I, I would say that's where I get my inspiration. My mom, her being an example and God and God speaking directly to me. You and I were speaking a little bit before this recording and you were talking about how God speaks to you. And I said to myself, he speaks to me exactly that same way. <laughs> yes. And you can't yes, ignore you it, right? Going. It's so obvious. You cannot ignore it. And frequently it's not even loud. You know, it's just clear. It's yeah. just clear. And, and I want to say to those of you who are listening, look for signs and evidence and direction and inspiration that is clear. You're looking for clarity, not not volume, right? It's so important to be really clear in who we be and our messaging and how we show up in the world, not necessarily loud because clarity is what is sustainable. So I love, 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 love that. I love that, Cheryl. Listen, understanding that over the course of our lifetime, we learn many lessons. Share a lesson or two, Cheryl, that you have learned that has caused you to pivot. Hmm. Wow. There's so many. Wow. Where do I start? Where start share to pivot? Okay. This is one that I can say that was this personal. Okay. I remember being at the Washington Post and being asked to go for a position that Manage the most money in their company. And I remember, which was about $160 million in three business units. And I did not feel prepared for that experience. Uh-huh. It wasn't just the most money in the newspapers, most money in the company, their entire company. I had been to Howard, which is, you know, the wonderful education we get at Howard, the preparation. And I believe what Howard does is they pour into you, not only academically, but to your soul and who you are and that you can accomplish anything. So that was, that was very helpful. And what I mean by pivot that caused me to pivot is I remember driving down, I think it was New York Avenue, North Capitol Street, Washington, DC. God often talks to me in the car because I guess he says, okay, now you're at least a little quieter, Cheryl. So I can talk to you now. And I remember having a couple of employees that I was managing that were having some trouble, one serious marital trouble, the other one with drugs. And he told me to go back to school. And he says, do not go to school for an MBA just because that's something that everybody tells you you should do. You're going to go back for counseling psychology. And he told me the program, which was John Hopkins. He says, your goal now where I want to shift you is that you need to help people. He says, because you're realizing now in your role and position that, yes, of course, you have to help raise money. You know, I'm in advertising for the company. That's how the company thrives. 
But before you can do that, you have to motivate and understand people as individuals before you can even manage or lead them. And that's where your gift is. And I want you to go back to school. And I started crying. Tears started pouring from my eyes as I was driving. I was like, Lord, but me, you know, I'm too old. I was in my 30s. So I'm like, I felt like I was old. So funny now, I'm 57. And I feel young. I feel like everybody was in my 30s. I felt so old. And I was crying and I said, I'm just not this. I'm not that. And, you know, I don't have this because, see, I know my frailties. I know where my strengths aren't, Vicki. I know where my strengths are, but I knew where my weaknesses were too, right? And I was crying out to the Lord. And he says, don't you think you're more valuable to me now that you've been through things, that you are a mother you know, that you have married, you know, that now you're managing this huge department. So when he had me go back to school for counseling psychology, that made a huge shift. And now I'm finishing up a doctoral program in psychology at Howard University. And at 57, I feel that he has more for me to do in helping to encourage those of us who are 50 plus that our lives aren't over Yes, we're in a sandwich situation where we're still helping children and sometimes still helping parents, but we are alive and we have to take care of ourselves and we have so much to give this world and to give back and and we can do it and life is not over for us. So I just, I believe that's when, not only believe, I know that's when the biggest shift happened for me. That's powerful. And that's a huge shift. You know, I've shared this several times and I'll share it again. I was attending a conference a couple of years ago in Atlanta with my sister friend, Ari Squires, and Stedman Graham was one of the speakers. He's her mentor. And he said, you know, there is no growth in the comfort zone and there's no comfort in the growth zone. So you have to be comfortable being uncomfortable if you want to live a life of constant evolution. And that (laughs) clearly stuck with me. And that's what came to my mind as you just shared that experience, really powerful experience, because I'm sure that was daunting. That's a lot of money. Yes, it was. That was a big responsibility. And my goodness, I'm sure that stretched you. I have one more question for you that caused you to be reflective. Okay. Share a moment that changed you forever. Like after it happened, you knew your life would never be the same. Mm. Well, the one I shared with you is definitely one, but another moment Mm -hmm. is back on Howard's campus, Vicki, to be a professor at a place that poured so much into you or me, should I say, from a tender age of in my teens to step back in the classroom for the first time as a tenure track professor at the time, tenure track, to be able to give back and to be able to teach, lead, and most importantly, mentor and encourage the next generation of communications professionals of color, African-American, huge turning point for me, huge blessing in And it's the gift that just keeps on giving. I was reading 
to my youngest daughter, who also spent some time teaching at the University of Kentucky, the one that's the poet. And I was reading to her an email that I got from one of my students who recently graduated, who said, I didn't have time to talk to you, professor. Or sometimes they call you by short profe. Didn't have time to talk to you, <laughs> profe, before I, they get this so funny, before I graduated. But I want to let you know how much you meant to me and how much you encouraged me and how much you prepared me for the world outside. And I tell you, it's just the greatest gift, Vicki, to be back at Howard, to have an opportunity to teach and be a professor at the Mecca, to be able to, you know, help this next generation prepare themselves for the world. I can't even, my heart is so full and I'm going to try not to cry again. <laughs> Don't cry. Soul Wealth Radio just makes my, the guests, everybody cries. Or oh, a lot of people cry. I'm not going to say everybody, but it, it is, it is created for that kind of sacred expression and emotion because my dream, my prayer, my intention with every conversation is to get to the soul and heart of the matter, Mm -hmm. right? Like people look at you, they look at me, they look at my guests and some people are like, oh, I want that life. But you don't know what people have endured to create that life. Right. Have that life. You don't know the cost of that life. Mm -hmm. Each of my distinguished guests, each of you are distinguished, have paid a cost to be who you are, to be where you are, to be when you are, to be how you are. So this is a safe space for that expression because people need to hear. I didn't wake up like this. And my overnight success took me 20 years. <laughs> you know, exactly. Social media, social media <laughs> is, it will fool you. It's not, it's not like that. Like you don't make several posts and then you blow up. Even if you do have a post that goes viral, virility in, in, in social media is a moment. Yes. And then when the fanfare ends, and you are just with yourself, just silent. Who are you? Who are you? Now that the crowd has gone away and someone else now has the attention of a post going viral. So this is good. This is rich. This is priceless. And it's why I have these conversations and it's why Orchidaceous has to come through here because we each have a story and we inspire each other. And we inspire ourselves. And, and I love it. Um, what is it like? How Talk a little bit to mothers raising daughters. Because hmm. you have such a beautiful relationship, I'm sure, not without, you know, some bumps or whatever. But you have such a beautiful relationship with your two daughters, now young women. Mm-hmm. Speak to the mothers who are raising daughters. What What's one soul wealth tip you would give mothers raising daughters today? Oh, this isn't, this isn't, I should say this is an easy one. And it's a a lesson I learned. Oh, wow. I don't know how much of this I can share, but I can say it this without giving too much information or something that happened to one of my daughters. The biggest tip I can say is that I don't know, mother, it's not all about us giving to them and uh, them learning from us. We need to learn from them too. Mm -hmm. 
and they have a lot to say. I had a daughter who had a situation that, um, how can I say this? It was an, is a, it was in a hiring experience and a lot of companies are looking for diversity and she decided to wear something to express herself. And she got certain feedback from that. And how can I say, I, I counseled her from my generation. Yes. We're more conservative. We'll do this, that. And I'm saying she was conservative in what she did, but it showed more of her Afro- Afrocentric self. I'll say yes. that. So as a mother and protecting, I was trying to say to her, maybe you might not want to do this, that, and the other, because they might misunderstand it, blah, blah, blah. Because our generation, we try to assimilate more, right? Right, right. Um, there are many of us who are, you know, in communications and media, we had to look a certain way. You could wear cornrows. There are certain hairstyles, African-American women, you know, just different things. And, you know, now we're embracing ourselves more. And I love how our generation, Vicki, has allowed this generation to be more free. Yes. So she said to me, I don't know if I will want to work for a company that will stifle my ability to be who I am. Uh-huh. Went through me like a well, I mean, it went through me like lightning. Wow. And I said, oh, you're right, because later on, it's going to show up somewhere in the workplace that why am I working for this company now who doesn't embrace the whole me? Yeah, that's Did good. Did I not learn from my daughter? <laughs> Did I not learn that, you know, there's some things that we held on to in our generation that we did what we felt we had to do? But yeah. It, and we want to protect them from, you know, things, you know, like that, you know, but we have so much to learn from them. So I think the way to close that up is just to let it be reciprocal learning. And I say the same things with my students. A lot of, I shouldn't say a lot of professors, there's some professors that just have information going one way, right? Yeah, from yeah the that's good. To the students. That's I good. I say, this is 360 learning, y'all, you know. I learn from you, you learn from me, and together we create an atmosphere that helps prepare all of us to be great. Phenomenal. Phenomenal. That's a perfect ending to this conversation. I love that. Allow your children to be who they are. That is, in essence, what you just said, and that that learning goes both ways. Thank you. Thank you so much. Professor Profay, <laughs> Line Sister Cheryl Johnson. Listen, how can our listeners connect with you? You want to point them to a social media um, account or a website? How can our listeners connect with you? The best way probably to connect with me now is to, I guess, just look me up at Howard on Howard's website and strategic communications, and you'll find me there. You'll find all my social media and all of that. And um and if there's anyone out there who has young people that need to be mentored that are going through their undergraduate or graduate process that I can be a blessing to and help, I do that a lot and help um, young people make decisions that lead them in the right direction. So I think that's a gift that God has given me and it's a passion. So whether well, go to howard.edu and just look up Cheryl Johnson. Yes, exactly. Cheryl is with just an go F. Howard. Cheryl's with an S. Johnson, you'll find me in the School of Communications. You'll find all my handles there. And whether it's 
help getting into Howard or navigating things at Howard University. It could be other universities too. So that's where they can find me. Phenomenal. Thank you so much. And thank you all for listening to the Soul Wealth Radio Show here on 96.3 HD4 and dcradio.gov. I invite you to visit my website, vickijohnson.com. All things Vicky on most social media platforms. And Vicky is V-I-K-K-I. Listen, soul wealth is your birthright. It is your inheritance. Remember, learning is a two-way street. Go out into the world, live with passion, live on purpose, live with intention, live full so you can die empty. Until next time, peace. You've been listening to Soul Wealth, wealthy conversations that nurture the soul with Dr. Vicki Johnson. Soul Wealth is not just a brand. It's a lifestyle of vision, compassion, authenticity, abundance, and legacy created one conversation, one choice at a time. For more information, visit VickiJohnson.com or click on soulwealth at dcradio.gov.